Well, good morning. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to Essex Church, spiritual home of this community of Kensington Unitarians. Today, you're getting two for the price of one in worship leading. Me and Roy have carefully planned every single word of this service. Isn't that right, Roy? <laughs> Absolutely, no stone unturned. Hours we've spent doing this. It's really nice to see you all today. It's, it's always a highlight of my week, if I'm honest. It sounds like a pretty sad life, but uh, to, to, see, to see you, everybody, on, on a bright and early on a Sunday morning, and people I know, people I don't know, um, it's nice to see, where is he? It's nice to see Jim back from his travels again. And um, a little bird tells me, Jim, you've got some pretty important news. I know you're going to like the candle of joy, but you, maybe you can tell us, of those of us who know you and your, your wonderful family, my, my youngest gave birth a couple of days ago in South Africa. Wow. So I had been in my sits in bed with contractions for hours, wakes the partner up, 20 minutes later delivers the child on a kitchen floor wow. on, a, on a little cloth that you just take off the guinea pig and take Anyway, so Charlotte and Mum are very well. So I'm very happy. They're nice, you'll like it. You'll <laughs> like it. David, it's good to see you. Still doing the Tai Chi? Yeah. Bits on and off. On and off. All right. Yeah, I really enjoyed your service the other month about I did do it for a while afterwards. Falling off the wagon on that one again. You know what? I think. Do you think we better, better get, get on, on with it? <laughs> Maybe you join in, all of you, on the hymn sheet that you've got. Are some lovely opening words that express in some way some of the giving and receiving that goes on in many communities like ours. We're going to do alternate words. You can join in with whichever lines you fancy. Some came here looking for solace. Some came here and gave it to them. Some came here seeking music. Some came here. Some came here seeking laughter. Some came here seeking learning, growth. Some came here looking for a sense of security, a safe haven. Some came here seeking an escape from hectic lives. Some came here seeking the joy of community. Some came here wanting to serve. We thank, we thank us all. Uh, I've been on retreat this week. I had uh, two nights away with some ministerial colleagues in deepest Worcestershire, proper countryside, and um, one afternoon I actually got to lie down in a bluebell wood for quite a long time and it was exquisite. I recommend it to everybody. So this story I feel could be me. Um, it's the story of an older woman walking in the countryside one day when she hears a voice calling out, help me please. She looks around but she can't see anybody. Oh, I must be imagining things, she said to herself with a smile, it often happens. But as she walked a little further she heard the voice again, help me please, help me. 
The woman looked around her, even more closely this time, but there were still no people to be seen anywhere at all. The only living thing that she could see was not a snake, it was a frog. Could it be that the frog was talking? Surely not. So she peered intently at that frog. Yeah, I'm talking, said the frog. You see, I'm not really a frog. I'm a handsome prince, but I was turned into a frog by a wicked witch. The only way that I can become a prince again is if some kind person will kiss me. Will you kiss me? If you do, said the frog, I promise that I'll become your faithful husband. I'll do everything to make you happy. I'll cook your meals. I'll clean your home. Yes, I'll even take the rubbish out and do the gardening. Kiss me, please. The woman leant down, picked up the frog and put it gently in her jacket pocket. Hey, aren't you going to kiss me? asked the frog impatiently. Well, well, she said, I'm, I'm sure that a handsome prince who took out the rubbish would have made me very happy at one time in my life. But you know, right now, it's much more interesting to have a talking frog. <laughs> Let's allow the spirit of life and love, the space to be with us on this spring morning. In a world that can sometimes feel so fragmented, let's give thanks for communities and for all the connections we have with others. Loving connections that hold us safe and allow us space to be who we truly are. Let's give thanks for all the connections we have around our world, for our own journeys around the globe, for the people we know and love in other lands, for the way that news travels so speedily, perhaps helping us to understand a bit more about realities other than our own. Let's be honest about the difficulties we experience in having those conversations with those who seem different from us, or with those whose values we cannot share. May we find the strength to be courageous in our conversations, both with others and with ourselves. And let's now hold a few moments of silence together, making space for the prayers of our hearts this day.
And may our world be a little brighter for others because of the choices we make this day. Amen. Margaret Wheatley writes, As we work together to restore hope in the future, we need to include a new and strange ally, our willingness to be disturbed, our willingness to have our beliefs and ideas challenged by what others think. No one person or perspective can give us the answers we need to the problems of today. Paradoxically, we can only find those answers by admitting we don't know. We have to be willing to let go of our certainty and expect ourselves to be confused for a time. We weren't trained to admit we don't know. Most of us were trained to sound confident, certain and confident, to state our opinion as if it were true. We haven't been rewarded for being confused or for asking questions rather than giving quick answers. We've also spent many years listening to others, mainly to determine whether we agree with them or not. We don't have time to sit and listen to those who think differently than we do. It is very difficult to give up our certainties, our positions, our beliefs, our explanations. These help define us. They lie at the heart of our personal identity. Yet I believe we will succeed in changing this world only if we can think and work together in new ways. Curiosity is what we need. We don't have to let go of what we believe, but we do have to need to be curious about what someone else believes. We do need to acknowledge that their way of interpreting the world might be essential for our survival. Some words to lead us into a time of stillness together. Poet David White has written beautifully about the whole issue of this art of conversation. And one of the things that he says is, put down the weight of your aloneness and ease into the conversation. Put down the weight of aloneness and ease into the conversation. And there are so many conversations to be had in this world with one another, with ourselves, with the great mystery of all that is, with the very earth on which we live. So as we join together in shared stillness for a few minutes now, I invite you to put down anything you won't need to hold on to including perhaps any unhelpful <coughs> ideas you have about aloneness or isolation. And our time of silence will come to an end with a chime from our bell. Now what would it mean to each of us to ease into the conversation that is life?
<coughs> On a sunny day, Taylor Baldry set up a card table and three folding chairs on a street corner in Minneapolis. He positioned a sandwich board nearby that announced free conversations. Almost immediately, a couple joined him, and they spent the next 20 minutes discussing ghost stories, a topic they had chosen from Baldry's menu of conversation options, which on this day included the weather, dinosaurs, and things you can do with an egg. When the couple left, others arrived, and Baldry spent the afternoon chatting amiably with a steady stream of passers-by, doing his bit in a small way to restore the practice of conversation. Baldry, a performance artist, has since taken his conversationalist project to parks, theatres and other venues in his city and has learned something about his fellow citizens. People are starved for authentic interactions, he says. Most people think it's a trick at first that I'm selling something. When they realise there are no strings attached, they'll really start talking. As we increasingly turn to our mobile phones and computers to communicate, we are, it seems to me, steadily losing touch with face-to-face -face talk. We have arrived at an extraordinary position in which we have more digital conversations than real ones. Smartphones and the rest have an important place and connect, bring people together in ways unimaginable before the digital re revolution. But nevertheless, they can be extremely isolating and can never replicate the human connection of a face-to-face -face conversation. There are endless possibilities with conversation. And when it works, we experience a true connection with another human being, a space of communion understanding and empathy that technology, however intuitive, can never reach. Conversation is an expression which is important in many ways. It lessens pain and suffering, multiplies joy, enjoyment and exaltation, and enriches experience on an intellectual, emotional and spiritual level. Conversation as a vehicle of expression of ideas, emotions and experience is of great importance. A person-to-person -person exchange gives us the opportunity to see and be seen by others, a seemingly small detail with significant consequences. Body language and facial expressions allow for a more nuanced understanding of a person's tone and overall message, which is key to building trust. Visual cues also engage the brain's mirror neurons, which fire when we express an emotion or when we see someone else do the same. This process, commonly referred to as empathy, helps us forge closer, more meaningful relationships and learn more about others and ourselves. True face-to-face -face conversation, as I say, is something that is rapidly becoming a lost art. And I sometimes wonder, as I sit on the tube watching my fellow travellers plug into their alternative realities, whether future generations will even engage in real conversations at all. And yet, according to many experts, face-to-face -face conversation are critically important to our well-being. Conversations are also important for our children. Conversations with each other are the way children learn to have conversations with themselves and how to be alone, says Sherry Turkle, Professor of Science, Technology and Society at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. 
Learning about solitude and being alone is the bedrock of early development. And you don't want your kids to miss out on that because you're pacifying them with a device. A conversation is also participation, cooperation and interaction. This is one of the best means of communication and expression and also one of the richest. Our oldest and most cherished religious and spiritual works were originally in the form of oral communication, conversation and dialogues. Historically, the periods when conversation was most revered have been amongst the most fruitful for reason, invention and respect for the individual. Conversation breaks down barriers and works on so many different levels. While face-to-face -face communication is essential to human intimacy and development, we are slowly presented with fewer and fewer opportunities to converse. As aforementioned, we're all too busy emailing each other emoticons and, sending and using our iPhones to update our Facebook statuses to bother with the old-fashioned practice of everyday chat. It might well be that this shift away from the human interface to the computer one will continue. But I, for one, am an advocate of resurrecting the simple joys of talking to each other. As Unitarians, we have a proud tradition of social action. Our ideas and ideals for justice and equality have been made manifest, manifest not just in our deeds, but how we engage with the world in an open and inclusive dialogue. Over the last few months, I've had the opportunity and privilege to work with our own Unitarian charity, Simple Gifts. Based in Bethnal Green in East London, it has been a joy to witness people from very different backgrounds come together over activities and shared meals and become friends through mutual understanding. This is an example, if one were needed, of the power of conversation to bring healing and understanding. Through understanding comes empathy and through fellow feeling, loving kindness can flow. In the wider world too, as ethnic, religious and political groups become more polarised and the disconnect between our societies ever more apparent, conversation is needed more than ever. So many social ills at a domestic and international level are created, at least in part, by a failure to talk or at least create meaningful dialogue, which includes that key component of any real conversation, active listening. To see and understand an alternative viewpoint and thus establish a connection is how we see and know each other. In short, we cannot identify with what we cannot understand and conversation dissolves these conceptual barriers. As Margaret Wheatley puts it on our order of service, it takes courage to start a conversation. But if we don't start talking to one another, nothing will change. Conversation is the way we discover how to transform our world together. So whether it be a sharing a joke with a stranger, sparking a new idea, discussing art or literature, or just letting off steam with a friend, there are infinite adventures to be had and benefits to accrue if you just break the ice and say hello. Everyone wants to be heard. Everybody has a story to tell. So as David White said, put down the weight of your aloneness and ease into the conversation. I look forward to continuing this conversation and embarking on others over coffee after the service. Care to join me? <laughs> The hand in yours.
belongs to a person whose heart is sometimes tender, whose skin is sometimes thin, whose eyes sometimes fill with tears, and whose laughter is a beautiful sound. The hand that you hold belongs to a person who is seeking wholeness and trusts that you're doing the same. And so, as we leave this sanctuary, may our hearts remain open, may our voices stay strong, and may our hands remain outstretched. Amen. Amen. Go well and blessed be.